0: Hey everyone, welcome back to Joe on Joe. It's me, your host Joe Slepsky, and I'm very excited this week to welcome uh, one of the, he's a friend of mine out here in California who's a guy that I'm like, I need to get you on my show and then I see him every week, every couple weeks at the comic shop and I go, hey Joey, we need to get you on the show and I say, hey Joey, we need to get you on the show and, and here we are, we're in the tail stretch of Joe on Joe. We've got like, I think this is the 10th episode left before, like this is the countdown. Nice. If my math is right, this is episode 10. I'm
1: stoked for it. I haven't done D.I. Joe in way too long.
0: And I saw you at the story yesterday, and I'm like, okay, no, no, we did not. We actually need to make this yes. happen now.
1: It's how most things in LA happen. You, you for years, you say you want to do something, and then you finally just have to get desperate and be like, okay, tomorrow, tomorrow, yeah. tomorrow, tomorrow. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Literally, like, okay, uh, you're you're working. Okay. What? what you finish at two thirty? Two forty-five is good then, right? Yeah. Like, sure. You, we'll you'll fit it be in. totally free. We'll find right? a way. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna it's gonna happen. So I want to welcome to Joe and Joe my friend Joey Kochik. Joey, I, the best way to describe him is a renaissance man. I. I That's fair. Yeah. Since I've known you, you've been like. like... Like a personal trainer, you've been a podcaster. Um, You you were editor, yeah. You were you you edited television for eleven years. You're currently doing carpentry work, yes, which is very exciting. Started my own company doing that, very exciting, and I'm look forward to seeing the results of that. And um, the coolest thing that I think that you're known for that we know you in your circles is your dog.
1: Yes, the most famous of dogs.
0: The most famous of dogs, Crypto. Yep, who looks like crypto. Crypto. He is Crypto. He is Crypto. And, uh, and he's. we met him when you first got him.
1: You yeah, would bring so him into was, the comic shop. He was doing his training when I first got him around the corner yeah. at a, a dog training school. And I just took him out between classes once for a walk. There was a comic shop. And someone waved me in and was like, hey, we're, we're cool with dogs here. I came in. They asked me, what's your dog's name? I said, Crypto. And that was it. Yeah. Like,
0: love Affair was born.
1: Part, part of the store now. Yeah.
0: So we watched Crypto just become this super well-trained dog and then you go and take crypto to be certified as a uh he's a therapy dog therapy. so he
1: goes to a children's hospital and uh, at least once a week he goes in and he visits with patients he used to just do kind of like visits go in snuggle say hi spend as much time as they could before the kids got you know tired or had to go to bed whatever Um, But now he's been doing it three years, and he actually does one-on-one appointments with people during their uh, rehab and physical therapy sessions. And the doctors will work him into the treatment plan, like uh, take crypto for a walk so we can get you up and walking, or brush crypto so we can get your hands to start learning how to use things again. Play catch with crypto so you can start balancing and throwing.
0: And this is at Children's Memorial out Uh, here. uh, uh, Children's Hospital Los Los Angeles on Sunset. Yeah. Right in Hollywood. Yeah, it's a massive complex fantastic people over there It's
1: awesome they're the best
0: yeah and um and so how long he, how long have you been doing that with Crip?
1: uh he passed his test in november 2015
0: that's amazing
1: so yeah it's about three years now
0: and is it uh t- talk to me about like the the sense of accompl- like not accomplishment but just fulfilling like is it what's I it mean, what's it what's it do be for you honest
1: like, for me like I, i'm a fairly modest person i always just tell people like i just hold a leash i don't do anything nah. <laughs> but it, it is awesome for me to watch my dog um who he, he was a shelter dog some jerk out there didn't want him left him and uh he's gone from just being this like crazy dog who tore everything up and just like, had too much energy to like he walks in the hospital and he snaps too and he's so disciplined and he's so good and he lets anyone come up to him and he knows the right amount of energy to give a person and if they're like you know if they're kind of sick not feeling well or they don't move fast or they're in a wheelchair he's very grounded very soft very mellow If it's a kid who's, like, just, like, stuck in the hospital too long, bouncing off the walls, he plays with him. He gets up, gives him high fives, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And he just – he knows what to give people. And to just watch my dog do this and just kind of, like, you kind of like, man, my dog's, like, a better person than most people. (laughs) Like, he's just awesome. He does the coolest stuff. I think that could be said for most dogs regardless (laughs) of their training. (laughs) And, like, to just watch my dog do that and just, like, that feels great. Yeah. I don't feel like I particularly do anything because my dog, like – once he got by is just like not having been part of a family before. Like mm-hmm. he was fine. This is just his
0: natural rhythm. He's just really cool. Well, I, I think you've invested a fair amount of your life in, in yeah, training. Yeah, definitely. I, mean, that's, I think that's why I mean, that's why I wanted to talk about so much about it. Because it is, I mean, it's you making the choice to, to, to give this gift to your dog. Yeah. To crypto. Because it, it's like gives them a purpose. For my, sure. I love my dogs more than anything in the world. But they are like lazy and just like hang out and like scratch my belly. When crypto comes in a room, crypto's like, what can I do for you? Yeah. And and I see that at the comic shop. He's got that to him for sure. The other thing too
1: that you learn as you start doing the training, um, as great as training your dog is for tricks, commands, behavior, socialization is more important because you can teach your dog anything. Mm -hmm. But if you just do it in your house by yourself, when he gets around to other dogs, other people, he's not going to listen to you. Yeah. But because I take crypto everywhere, like, he's the same everywhere. Mm-hmm. Wherever you take him,
0: he's crypto. And you do go on a lot of adventures with crypto. Yeah. Listeners, uh, I, I need you to go online and go to Instagram. It's at cryptoring underscore the underscore globe. So crypto, K-R-Y-P-T-O-U-R-I-N-G underscore the underscore globe. And it's Crypto to Crypt touring the globe.
1: Yeah. So um, a couple of years ago, I, I quit my job in TV um, just to kind of get a break and decide what I really wanted to do with myself. And me and Crypto got in my truck and we just started driving and we ended up living the whole year in my truck. Mm-hmm. We went to 45 of 50 states. We went to Canada. We went back to Massachusetts uh, for a while and stayed with my parents and my brother and his family. And uh, so I started an Instagram when I did that. And uh, just everywhere we would go, we'd just get like a cool picture with something. And sometimes we'd just pick some random place in the middle of nowhere. Other times, you know, we'd go to the Alamo or, you know, downtown New York City or something like that. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, so just try to... Now that he does a the therapy dog thing regularly. I try to post a picture every day just so like kids who have met him can yeah, see crypto and, and, and it makes Do they him happy follow? And, do they follow him on Instagram? Yeah, some of them that? do. Yeah, for sure, no, that's great. You know, I mean, a lot of little kids don't have Instagram, but
0: well, yeah. you know, it's only a matter of time, right? The ones that do, they can see him every day, or at least their parents him. or their can parents can. Them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we took a tour of Children's Hospital recently uh, for my other gig and. The, one of the things that the, the tour guide told us was she started talking about the dogs. And I actually, at that moment, I forgot that Crypto was one of the dogs yeah. she was talking about. But she was glowing about how much she loved the dogs. But the she, dogs she are... She said, she's like, I like to come down here to hang out with the dogs just whenever I can.
1: The dogs are huge. Um, yeah. There's like a whole thing that goes with it. Uh, your dog, it's like a trading card. Which has their? <laughs> it has yeah. I have one for you in the car. Oh my uh, god! It's got their picture on the front. Uh-huh. Crypto is in his cape. You know. Yeah. Oh yeah. And course. then on the back, it's got their name, their their birthday or adoption date, and then like some fun facts about the dog. And yeah. like you give them to every kid. But like the doctors and nurses and staff of the hospital, like they'll see you and like, can I get a card? Like they they love it. They can't so wait good. to get it. They're so stoked about it.
0: Well, you know, uh, on this show, we always ask my guests to to tell me in the towards the third act of the show if you could be a member of the Joe or Cobra team, what would you be? I'm I'm going to ask you also crypto to be a part of the Joe team. too. Oh, of course. So so I hope that whatever you come up with is a is a joint venture with you and crypto. For sure. Yeah, for sure. So I'm looking forward to that because we have a lot of uh, wonderful uh, artists out there that listen, and and they'll they'll occasionally throw some stuff together. So hopefully, maybe someone will. Oh, I would love it. Go to crypturing the globe and you know see a picture of crypto and make him his file card. That would be amazing. Yes, yeah.
1: that would be best thing. Best thing ever would be anything you can show me that has a version of crypto in it is the best. You know, I collect all the comics. Yes. you get me.
0: So Joey, Joe, every whenever he comes, whenever so I'm working at the comic shop, and anytime a a Superman uh, crypto comic book comes through, I just set it aside, and I mm-hmm. know when the next time Joey comes in, I just don't even. I just go here you go. Yep. D- I I know you're going to whatever the only question is, do you already have? Yeah. And if you do, then we'll put it out for sale. Otherwise, you need to get first choice of refusal. Yep. So um, uh,
1: I actually gave for the first time ever. I gave away one of my covers uh, this morning. Um, So uh, a friend of mine uh, just had a baby. He made me the Godfather. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, It's super awesome. And uh, they they love crypto, too. They're like his official second family. So whenever I go on vacation, they take him. So I gave uh, my godson the 2015 uh, exclusive Comic-Con plushie of Crypto. So he oh, could have crypto yeah, all the time. yeah. And I also gave him one of those two signed covers of Supergirl you gave me last week. Oh, great. The, the one with the really, like, where Crypto's kind of front and center. He's, like, mm-hmm. part of the cover. I, I gave him that so we... That's, that's the October issue, and he's born in October. So yeah,
0: well, our our mutual friend Mark and is writing Supergirl right now, and if you love dogs, if you love crypto, you need to read Supergirl. Yes. Even if like you're like, oh, I'm not a big Superman fan, or I'm not a Supergirl fan, or whatever. And, and no, 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 no. If you love dogs, if you're listening to this and you're a dog lover and you're reading comics, pick these books up because Mark has written Crypto, <laughs> the comic Crypto. As a supporting, I mean, Crypto. Yeah, is no, her co he's her co. Hundred percent part of everything yes. in it. Yeah, he is, and Mark's a dog lover too. So, like, that's you can see that in the writing. This is someone who knows dogs, loves dogs, and Crypto is a hundred percent supporting cast member. Yes. and Kevin McGuire is doing the artwork, so it's like it's there's crazy. A, there's silly an amazing
1: good. panel in one of the issues uh, of they're flying the ship out to wherever Supergirl's going, and Crypto's upside down sleeping like paws up in the air in what i call <laughs> the dirt position yeah. which my dog does all the time It's like that's, that's
0: yeah him. that's him that's totally exactly what it, it is it is exactly it uh the, the yeah the, the 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 positions that crypto was drawn in look like the positions our dogs yes. do i think if you look back at some of the older um you know like the kurt swan crypto stuff like the silver age stuff beautiful crypto but it was more superhero-y crypto very, crypto very much. would be doing stuff you know this crypto is a dog yeah a dog this that happens dog to have that superpowers. happens to have superpowers yeah yeah it's it's really entertaining um, yeah so as we sit here mary jane uh, is uh, is is not see a crypto would walk over and be like, "How can I help you with your podcast?" Mary Jane walks over and says, "Scratch my butt, dude. I know you're seemingly occupied, but I need you here to scratch my butt. That's what's happening." It's true right
1: though, unless now. unless you had cheese, the kryptonite of my oh, crypto. Really? If you have cheese, all good behavior goes out the window. Is cheese,
0: crypto's kryptonite. So
1: I, I I had some cheese once, and I, I typically don't give him people food. I, yeah. I keep it all separate. And he got up on the couch and he was like staring at me, and then just whacked me in the face (laughs) and when i put my one hand up to my face because i got whacked in the face he reached and took the cheese out of my other hand i was like all right that's hilarious all right cool you got it can't get mad at that
0: that's so cool so a question for any uh anyone out there is listening who uh either is interested in you know maybe maybe they have a sick family member or something what's the organiz- or or they themselves have a dog they're in certain training what's the organization that you went through to get certified or what's the process for that like so there's two things
1: i i went directly through children's hospital who has their own in-house program because okay. i knew i wanted to do it there it's right down the street from where i live yeah. um but they get you nationally registered through a group called pet partners
0: pet partners pet,
1: pet partners and you can you can you know google pet partners and find them and you can do get all the information you need to do all the training and do all the testing you need to through them. And then they can help you partner up with a hospital or it doesn't have to be a hospital. It can be a, you can go to a school, you can go to a library, you can go to old folks, yeah, home, old folks whatever. From, yeah, yeah, all kinds absolutely. of different stuff. There's all kinds of programs for therapy dogs. Um, and even
0: if it's like, even if it's just for your own home, because a lot of yeah. times, a lot of times we have sick, um, you know, sick family members or someone gets hurt and they're going to be, you know, late, you know, they're going to be laid up for the summer yeah. or the winter or whatever. Get your dog trained to kind of, give them that support they need for made. sure it's gonna be just like the movie monkey shines <laughs> th- Yes, you've developed a telepathic bond with and so the,
1: the best thing about it is like they want therapy dogs anywhere they can get them so even if your dog isn't necessarily on the level where they can like be cool in a hospital with all the craziness mm-hmm. going around them if they if they're cool to go to a school or a library or a nursing home they'll they'll get you there yeah and so you don't have to feel like oh my dog would never be cool enough have to go to a hospital, which is something people tell me all the time. It's like it doesn't have to go to a hospital.
0: My friend Jason is a therapist back in Chicago, and he has um, actually one of them passed recently, but he had two big old basset hounds, right? Mm-hmm. And they were they were therapy. They would bring them in alternating days to, oh, yeah. and, and they worked with children, yeah, th- therapy they, with children, and and it was amazing.
1: They, they find all kinds of ways to do it. You know, cryptos just started doing rehab with patients where the doctor actually uses him like a prop. Mm-hmm. and you know say a kid has you know working on like their hands they have motor skills issues they'll be like come brush crypto for a while yeah something simple or like having trouble standing or bending their leg they'll they'll hook them up in the rig to help them stand up and then they'll play soccer with crypto that's so cool and that's like, so cool they just they find ways to do it because just dogs being around make people happy so if the dog's good enough they want them there because it just makes everything easier
0: That's so cool well you know what else is making things easier for people The Dreamer Comics Podcast. Joe and Joe listeners know that I love comic books, G.I. Joe, pop culture, and my wife and dogs are pretty great too. I also love learning how people get to where they're at and where they're going. All of that comes together over at the Dreamer Comics Podcast. Except for my family stuff, that'd be really weird. Omar Spahi interviews someone from the comic industry every episode, and they break down the journey that creator took to get from reading comics to creating them. Comic luminaries like Jim Valentino, Ross Ritchie, Kyle Higgins, and so many more can be found at DreamerComicsPodcast.com or find him anywhere you get your podcasts. Everyone has a dream. Learn how to make yours a reality. Yeah, that was the most ham-fisted segue I just made into our commercial, it's but good. that's all right. It, it works. works. It totally works. It totally Sometimes works. Sometimes the cheesier the segue, the better. Yeah, absolutely. So, um... We're, today we're we're gonna we're gonna segue into G.I. Joe. Unfortunately, this isn't a dog-centric episode of G.I. Joe. I can't I but I but I can't That's be held fine. responsible for that. Yeah, we have the, movie. We have the, yeah, movie, we have the movie. Absolutely, I can't be held responsible for that. But <laughs> today we are watching Keyboard Warriors.
1: Is it like a gem crossover?
0: It it sounds like it should be, and that would be amazing. Like the Misfits show up, and they're just playing like the the, the keytar or maybe the keyboard necktie. Right? No, this is um. It's basically the movie War Games. It's a bunch of okay. kids get a hold of a Cobra computer that's doing actual war against a specific G.I. Joe member. Grunt gets picked on heavily. Um, and that's the episode. So it's like the movie War Games. And it's a lot of fun. It's a little it's a little silly. It's, it's actually light on G.I. Joe. It's heavy on Cobra and these two strange boys.
1: It, it almost sounds like Remember when they did those silly e-bombs World GI Joe sketches where they just dubbed over the show? Well, that's yeah. Well, that was. It sounds like a sketch from that. It, that
0: was a PSA. So I was right. I was actually going to get to say that too. It, it's this is essentially an extended PSA because it focuses on the children. That's what the PSAs were all about. They were like two kids screwing around, right? And then they would get in trouble, and then a GI Joe guy would tell them, "Stop it." Yeah. That's what's happening here. These two kids screw around. They get in trouble for 22 minutes. They screw up Cobra's plans. And then a G.I. Joe guy shows up and goes, stop it. Like <laughs> That is this episode. Um, so what, what is your history with G.I. Joe, Joey?
1: So I have an older brother. By the
0: way, we've gone way too far. This is Joe with Joey on Joe. Yeah. That's today's episode.
1: Absolutely. It's, it's an all Joe podcast. Yeah.
0: Joe with Joey on Joe. That's yeah. Welcome to Joe with Joey on Joe today. So yeah. So what is your what's your history with it?
1: So I have an older brother, and uh, he grew up with like the first run GI Joe stuff. He had all the toys. Um, when I was like you know four or five years old, the original run of GI Joe was already over. Right. So I used to get. Do you remember the crappy generic ones that came out for yeah, a while? Yeah. And they were coming like, like Action
0: Foresters or Action I can't, I like like Eagle. Mean, I can't remember or the something? name. Yes. But I remember I, they
1: came in three packs only. Yeah. You didn't yeah, get yeah. a guy. You just got a three pack. And they had no accessories, so you just had to use the G.I. Joe accessories. Yes. And so, like, I would get those for Christmas, but then I would just go, like, (laughs) play with my brother's old ones. And we had, like, a, I don't even know how to describe it, but, like. A, a religious devotion to Sergeant Slaughter as the greatest action figure ever. Yes. So like, you know, when you're a kid, every kid has that action figure that, like, you make this big, crazy scenario go on, and the bad guys are winning, and then you bring out your, like, guy, your go-to guy, and he beats all the bad guys and saves the day, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, that was Sergeant Slaughter for us. So, like, I had all these crappy, generic G.I. Joes, and then every other toy imaginable.
0: Sergeant Slaughter was your Mary Sue. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and then, when things were
1: getting crazy, you just bring in Sergeant Slaughter, and he beats all the guys. Because Sergeant Slaughter was a real guy, like... If, if you're not from the 80s or 90s, oh, they you might know. Not get oh, our it, listeners know. Oh, no, no,
0: no. Sarge is huge.
1: Sergeant Slaughter's a real dude. The rest of the G.I. Joes yeah. are cool, yeah. but you can actually meet Sergeant Slaughter. Yeah, he's you a good guy. Yeah, absolutely. So that yeah. guy, he was like the still, best.
0: Still can. He's going to be a guest at uh, Joe Fest. The, the Joe Khan was last year, nice. and it was last year. It's the the I, new version is called Joe Fest. And they just announced Sergeant Slaughter is going to be there.
1: That's amazing. Right. I actually met Sergeant Slaughter at uh, the Boston Garden when I was a little kid. So whenever WWF tickets would go on sale, they would bring someone in so that if you actually came in to bought tickets, you could get an autograph too. Wow. I met Sergeant Slaughter when I was like
0: nine. That's amazing. How, was, how, at that age, at that height, how big did his chin look? It must have been enormous. Oh, it
1: was, you could see it from like across the city. You just knew, like, yeah. oh, he's over there. Yeah, yeah there
0: something would block out a portion of the yes. sun. You're like, oh, Sarge is in town. We actually grew up with a guy who uh, his dad looked just like Sergeant Slaughter. Like, really? Like doppelganger level chin that's ev- kind of scary oh it was scary because we didn't know the difference when you're that young you just think he must be sergeant slaughter on right the weekends like that's no two humans can look exactly exactly alike like it was a weird yeah it was it was a strange like wow we didn't understand it for a good number of years <laughs> it, it took me a while
1: to understand that sergeant slaughter was a wrestler like when my dad started telling me about like sergeant slaughter before G.I. Joe, i was like what?
0: Yeah. What are, you, what are you talking about? What do you mean? You mean boot camp, like <laughs> private like, slaughter? Like that's wait, where wait, he wait, learned wait. to fight before you joined GI Joe. Like, what do you mean? Like, yeah, I don't yeah, get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do um do you still have any of your toys from when you were when you were young? Even like the generic dudes.
1: Okay. If you if you if you if you can't handle harsh stories, you should turn it off right oh. now <laughs> and come back in a couple of minutes. <laughs> so when I was little. We had this amazing toy box my grandpa had built us. It looked like a big red barn mm-hmm. and you opened the roof and all your oh, toys were in. Oh, that's right? great, yeah. And then, you know the giant heavy-duty plastic bags with zippers that bedding comes in? Yeah. We had one of those, but it was like the full size that comes with everything, like the pillows, the comforter, everything. So I had one of those stuffed to the gills with toys. Like awesome. every toy imaginable. When I was 10-ish, 12-ish, uh, my parents had a yard sale and my mom says, anything you want put aside and i say well i want everything in the toy box like don't get rid of any of it i want all of it and my mom says we're selling the toy box i was like okay well just don't sell any of the toys in it and so i go to do my paper route and i come back and i watch this old guy loading my toy box into his truck with all my toys in it oh my my mom would not save them i lost god Everything we lost: Gen One Transformers, Gen One GI Joe, the Ghostbusters Firehouse, all the vehicles, the Bridge Layer, the Snowfleet, everything, all of them, all gone. The only thing that I managed to save were my Mighty Morphin Power Rangers.
0: I'm I'm dead. I'm dead. I'm and you saw him drive away with it. Oh yeah, I watched it happen. I'm dead. And she probably got like eight dollars, five dollars, five dollars, five legitimately. She sold over five bucks. First of all, your mother's a terrible business person. God bless her. If you're listening, Mama Kochik, like, she just, I, you know, she God just bless God get... bless you. I love I love the way you raised your son. I like him quite a bit. Terrible business person. That's the five
1: dollars. my parents do collectibles. They understand how it works. What? But th- my mom just wanted the space. And, you, you know, you get in those fights as a kid with your parents, and they just decide, I know what's best, and I'm going to do it. Like, Ugh. because I didn't want to go through the, I, I guess, because I didn't want to go through the, like, organizing my toy box and choosing this I was like no I just want them all yeah, my yeah toys yeah, they yeah, were like yeah, well then yeah. you're not having any of them wow. and I was like
0: wow how, how, that how long did the, well obviously you're still not over it and I'm I'm not saying you should be I'll never but be over how, it. You be, be over how it. did you carry a grudge for like ever to, like to this moment right yeah, now yeah, yeah, yeah for wow, sure wow I think we need a therapy dog here for you or <laughs> 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 script scripto we need a therapy it was
1: it was harsh because we had so much because we had the entire first line of Transformers, and G.I. Joe, sure. plus all those stupid generic guys, which I used as the bad guys to beat them up, mm-hmm. and then, I mean, I had, like, Terminator action figures, alien action yeah. figures, I, James Bond Jr., remember that yeah, show? I do remember that I had that the car. Show. One of my favorite things to do was... How did James
0: Bond Jr. have a car? He was a kid. I don't know,
1: his uncle bought it, I guess. Yeah, but he
0: was supposed to be a kid, right? How's he driving a car? I mean, 16-year-old kids
1: can drive, right? Was he 16? He must have been, because he had a car. Saying. Okay, I'm but just what saying. I, I feel like, like thought... should have
0: been a car, but you only should have been able to put him in the passenger seat. Right. Like, I always thought James Bond
1: Jr. was kind of a dorky show. <laughs> I,
0: I, think I just liked I the think car. It, I think it was.
1: So I would have James Bond Jr. get beat up by one of my G.I. Joes, and then <laughs> they would drive the car, because the
0: car was awesome. Did that show have, like, Odd Job Jr.? And like like the children, the children of it did like the
1: villains were still the
0: adults. Oh, that's even crazier. But then
1: I think it was the kids. But then James was in it. James Bond was in it every once in a while. And it wasn't
0: even his son, though. It was his nephew. Nephew. Yeah. Yes. Why? So how is the
1: song? They say in the theme song, they say that it's his uncle.
0: Right. But then, why are you a junior? Unless James's brother was also named James, which why are your parents naming, naming you? And same. I know, yeah, and I know that he was an orphan. I get it, James Bond fans out there. I, I've st- I've read up on my Bond. I've read my Bond. I've because you wouldn't my sell Bond. toys
1: if his name was Dick Bond or it's, Bobby well, Bond. Of course
0: you wouldn't. But then you <laughs> shouldn't make. him. But they couldn't make him a dad, so they had to make him a nephew. Yeah. But he was also an orphan. So although in obviously in the most recent one they said that Blofeld was his his brother, but that's only new canon back then yeah, that and, wasn't canon no back so then he was i don't even think in the, the, books, the timothy
1: dalton movies come out that no no so. no
0: in the books he was he was an orphan he was he was orphaned and then yeah. raised kind of by the state and became the super agent so then how does he have a brother and if Adopted, it's a, if it's maybe. a spiritual brother if it's like i love this guy so much you're my brother uh, you call me uncle ted or blah 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 what you, you're why would your name be james bond jr
1: I don't know, man. It's it's cartoon. It's cartoon naming physics. They just know, they I'm made just,
0: up. I'm just saying these are the things that you don't think about.
1: But I never I never got it either, which is I think part of the reason why I thought it was dumb, is that like, because I think before I watched the show as a kid or before I cared about the details, was I just assumed yeah, it's James Bond's kid. And then when someone right. pointed out when I was a little older that no, it's his nephew, I was like, well,
0: what? Yeah, all these that dominoes fall, fall to yeah. place. <laughs> she was just like, I don't. My whole world's coming crashing around me. And so with that let's get into today's episode are I'm, you ready, ready joey
1: i'm so ready it's been so long since i watched anything gi joe i can't i just it's gonna be like new to me i'm so oh excited. yeah
0: it's and that's what i love about doing this is because like guys like you who have, who used to watch it or some people never watch it they just get this and we as soon as like we're done rapping people are always like that was so much fun yeah they're like there um, was such a," and, and i love that like part of me wants to just turn this show into instead of like kind of a kind of a watch through of this, just turn it into an introduction of strangers to G.I. Joe. Just seek out complete strangers who literally have said, I've never seen an episode of G.I. Joe. And you go, well, guess what we're doing today? We're going to watch one together. Yes. Because that's kind of what we've been doing. And it's been so much fun.
1: It's just, there's something about the the nostalgia high of it, I think. Yeah. For anyone who's watched it before, like I I imagine it'll only take me... 15, 20 seconds, I'm like, oh, wait, I remember this episode. This is what's going to happen
0: yeah. next. It's going to take you back. So without further ado, um, before, well, no. So I can't say without further ado and then say the words before. So I'm going <laughs> to say before we start this episode, I want to remind everyone to go online. Check out Joe and Joe Pod. That's me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Follow me there. If you want to be a guest on the show, if you want to uh, send me a note, tell me what you think of the show. Do you hate the show? Do you love the show? Send me an email to pod at gmail.com. And most of all, go check out my Patreon page if you want to help support the show and or subscribe to G.I. Joe Joe on Joe Illustrated, which is where I break down every single issue of G.I. Joe the comic book, panel by panel, page by page. And we go through every issue together, and that's only on Patreon. We release every five to the main feed. So you guys, if you're listeners, you've heard every five, but you can listen to all of them over on Patreon. So, you know, do me a favor and check that out. But now, now without any further ado, Joey... We're gonna get to it. Are you ready to watch? I am so ready. Keyboard warriors. I can't wait. All right, now, this I'm, still, is... I'm
1: still a little disappointed. It's not a gem crossover, though. No,
0: it's not. But guys, this is disc three of season two of the D I C episodes. Remember, we're we're jumping around the disc order because the disc order, from what I can see, is not in the proper airing order. Which they're so it's a little so it's a little misjoined. So so dig out disc three, season two of the D I C stuff, and get ready. And here we go. So we got this this cold open now with the GI Joe logo. They have, they have to put the logo in there to, to tell kids this is the show you're watching. But even though they're not starting with the theme song, etc., so on and so forth, and uh, it's like a it's like Destro's Castle, as I believe what we're looking at here. This makes me think of the Legend of Zelda cartoon. Oh yeah, they also they take their time with these slow pans because that means they don't have to animate things. Right. <laughs> hey, is anyone there? Hey, everybody. I'm a nerd, and here's a bunch of guys who were obviously in disguise. The dude on the far right, look at him, and that, of business, course, sounds like Cobra Commander in disguise. That, yeah,
1: that's absolutely him. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, and you could see like the film grain on this. Like, this is not a cleaned-up copy. No, <laughs> this is
1: like they just took it from the VHS and transferred it onto DVD. Yeah.
0: And Destro. Now he's 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 back in his silver mask. He was in his gold mask for quite a while. Wait, that's Destro. It, that well, the other guy was Destro. Yeah, this is Cobra Commander.
1: They changed him in these episodes, then from the ones I know.
0: Yeah, well, he's. I mean, obviously, they're wearing a suit here, you know. So he doesn't. Once he gets his regular outfit on, he'll look like he. But doesn't he does. have rivets in his neck? Or he, that yeah, guy? he does. But that's. I mean, that's. I think that's covered up by okay, the tie. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, and I believe that's that's Metalhead. Yeah, that it is Metalhead. And look at the hips on metalhead. <laughs> like metalhead's got like birthing hips, but it's because I believe he's hiding his uh, missiles underneath. Yeah, all it. of his weapons. Yeah. yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's, but it, but it makes, because him, nobody's makes threatened him look by like a dumpy guy in a trench look coat. like a shapely, comely lass. <laughs> and uh, so this <laughs> is Cobra taking over this doc. is computer scientists like war games computer and they're going to control these remote, uh, vehicles basically. Right. And, and attack without Cobras involving. so it's a really good plan, frankly, because it's kind of like taking their fingerprints off the plan. And as we go into the, um, uh, the theme song you were saying earlier, it's like, it's like the wrestling thing. Yeah, This this is is like
1: a wrestlers. This is so crazy. I, I do remember these now and it just, it, everything got a little more colorful. Mm hmm. And a little less serious,
0: yes, yeah, it's much it's much cartoonier, Yes. everything's bigger, I mean, you know like it's a lots it's of guys as... have rockets on their backs now, also that lots of rocket backs. Lots of uh, they use the gliders a lot on this part. They use the, those those helicopters a lot. Like it's it's and what it is it's it's the toys that were on sale at this right. point in time. So they just abandon the because it, it was always just a thing. commercial. So right, you exactly. got to keep it going. That, that's Headman, the drug dealer, <laughs> the Cobra truck dealer. I don't remember that guy oh, yeah. at all. I believe his episode is actually the final episode that aired. So we haven't gotten to it yet. But it's he's like. The drug dealer. The Cobra drug and, dealer. and in the episode, Cobra Commander realizes drugs are so bad that even he can't deal with them. So he teams up I, this is what my recollection is. He teams up with GI Joe to stop head Because back.
1: it was the 80s, so you had to make sure the war on yeah. drugs was winning. Look
0: at the look at the look at the cut on that kid's high top fade. Uh, that's a good looking fade.
1: Yeah, he's got a straight MC hammer cut you know, going on really there.
0: Like he really does. He really does. So this kid is you? the sure, son is of the scientist right that we saw in the previous scene, the his dad built the whole he thing. So this is like Miles Bennett Dyson's kid in T two, yes, who was playing with the RC car, a
1: little older, a little more autonomous, ready to go. Yeah, use he was all like, the toys. My dad
0: invented Terminator. So guess what? We're gonna go play with Terminator. That's what's gonna happen right now, and that's what we get. Because
1: here. the military guards just let kids ride.
0: Well, those are bats. Base. Those are cobra bats. Right. So they're, they're, um, what about those guards? they're co- you know, guards, <laughs> you know, they're, they're, they're Cobra, Cobra sentinels, you know? Um, and of course kids know all the ways to get in, right? Right. I mean, Always. that's, that's what you did when we were in, um, high school. And so we were much older than these guys, but it dawned on, I worked at the movie theater and it dawned on me because we would, computer. that the, there were two movie theaters right across the street from each other in Chicago Ridge, Illinois. And the one movie theater would have later showings. And in order legally, they had to have the doors open to let people exit, right? For fire codes and stuff. Right. They couldn't lock the doors. So it dawned on me, because we would go over there and drop stuff off, that the doors to the mall are just open till like two in the morning. So we would start rollerblading inside the Chicago Ridge Mall. This is about circa 1992, 93, like with no one stopping us. Right. Because we knew that those doors were locked. And the floor, p- picture the floor of a mall. It's perfect for roller. Oh, absolutely. It's the best. It's, it's wonderful. Best service Imagine wonderful. So multiple times we would just drive over there, put our blades on, scoot over to where the, the movie theater was, walk in the doors, and start rollerblading. And rollerblade for like an hour. No one would ever kick us out. The only time we got in trouble was after we had left and we were just in the parking lot of the mall. They didn't know we were in the mall. They just thought, get out of the parking lot, yeah. you, you kids. And they kicked us out of the parking lot. They never, like you yelling at us and all this stuff, never once said anything about you were just in that mall, weren't you? It was, what are you doing in this parking lot? Yeah, they just want you away. Yeah. And then we're like, nothing. <laughs> little do you know we just spent an hour circling Carson Perry Scott <laughs> so these kids are playing war games and they they pull up these uh, like these video game scenarios and I love it like hey, those are G.I. Joe bases okay well one how do they know that it's a G.I. Joe base thank you come on thank <laughs> you I don't know the answer to that but that's fine Um, and they think it's uh they think it's a video game now were you much of a video game player growing up oh everything
1: i up until ps3 i had every system made really from
0: nintendo on all of them did you hold on them, like or no was it like Uh, it got to a point
1: where i just couldn't keep them all i actually gave them all to free for For free for five dollars to no, (laughs) for free two friends (laughs) under the agreement that they never ever ever give them away unless they give them back to me it's great yeah so all my friends have all my systems i love it i
0: love it i i i held on to like all my systems ever um Something is going and on then, and, and like, it was it a point where I even had them literally all hooked up. I had enough. I got enough outlets and stuff to get everything going. And um, and then I realized I just I wasn't ever I wasn't gonna play them. Yeah, I got to a so point I've where i gotten past that. And, and I was like, super obsessed with the idea yeah. of like I'm
1: gonna beat Shadows of the Empire this weekend. Yeah, and yeah. I got it all cleaned up and set up and ready to go. And I played it and I enjoyed it. But then, like, I got like halfway through the game, and I realized like, I don't ever need to play this again. Yeah, like because it's the memory of when I played it the first time and how like me and my friend were playing it concurrently across the street from each other. And like when that was gone, I just kind of realized like, I love this game. It's great. But like the, the high of discovering it, the, the yeah. high of sharing it, that's what made it fun.
0: You're so right. I want to talk about that a little bit. But real quick, I want to point out we're about seven minutes into this episode, seven and a half minutes. And that's the first time we've been introduced to G.I. Joe. They talked about him. But we've never seen GI Joe until seven minutes into this episode. Sort, this is all about these. It's sort kids. of like
1: in a TV show when, like, you know, uh, an actor contracts in negotiation, or like they get sick, or have a baby, or something. Yeah, you got to put together an episode with as little of them in it as possible. Yeah, yeah, the Joes were out on like a you know strike. Yeah.
0: Yeah, like Kirk, Kirk Cameron shows up for about two seconds at the beginning of a Growing Pains, and he's like, "Boy, do I have a lot of homework today?" Yeah, and then he, just, I'll be up in my room, and then they have the entire episode over here, and then at the end, he's like, "Boy, what happened while I was gone?" Yeah, other. Exactly. Yeah, it's that. That's yeah. Now there is a lot of Joe in the rest of it, but I think it's interesting that they don't get to it until now. But what you're saying, chasing that high, that is exactly it. That is so exactly it. Um, it's something we've been um, – in a, in a different way, we've been – in my house here the last few months, we're not talk about it a ton on the show, but we've been doing that with food a lot. Yeah. We've been changing our diet and we've been eating a lot of vegan stuff and everything. And part of that thinking there is – when you're always seeking the like the best bite of something or like your favorite comfort food, you know, the concept of comfort food. Yes. You're seeking the high. You're seeking that feeling that you had at some point in your life, whether it was when you were a kid or, or just a better part of your life. And that's that it's you're seeking that artificial high. And that's what it is with the games. You wanna have that feeling you had when you were playing, playing it when you time. were ten. Exactly. Not- I'm doing
1: the same thing with food, uh, just trying to go more natural, less packaged food, mm-hmm. less fatty, sugary food, and it's the same thing. I like once you get that crunch. that like kind of almost like drug addiction to it gone, mm-hmm. like you'll go back to something where I was like, I, I
0: don't even like this stuff. We, we so we've been vegan for about six months, and no, um, and not just like just not eat meat vegan, but like, um, not uh, no processed foods, no cheeses, no you know no gluten, so like no breads and stuff for the most part, more for health, not necessarily for ethical, right? Yeah. So, I've had some meat, you know, I've had pizza, you know, occasionally, whatever. It's like that kind of a thing. Last night, as we're recording this, literally last night, I was I was starving. I really hadn't eaten and it was late and I'm like, I need. So, I, I got a filet fish for the first time. It was midnight. Yeah. It, was, it was, I just, I was not going to be able to make it home. First filet of fish or literally fast food I've had in six months. It tasted like cardboard. Yeah. It was gross. It was terrible. Gross. And it wasn't because it was terribly made. It was fresh. I could tell. It was fresh tasted terrible
1: so my thing was those little debbie snack cakes Mm -hmm. like i would buy a box and like eat them while watching a movie with my friends like crazy and i well let's go to to commercial
0: real quick We'll, we'll be right back today's file card is rectifying a long overdue mistake on my part I have never done the Cobra Frogmen, codenamed Eels. Files' names are classified. Their primary military specialties are the underwater demolitions. Secondary specialties are marine engineering. Their birthplace, various countries and their grade E4s or equivalent. Eels are the underwater demolition specialists of the Cobra legions. They man and operate the Cobra marine outposts disguised as offshore drilling rigs and augment the crews of larger Cobra naval vessels. Eels undergo a rigorous two-part training program in the warm, shark and pirate infested waters of the Cayman Islands in the Caribbean and in the frigid dark depths of the North Atlantic. Their training regimen includes marine structural engineering, explosive ordnance, underwater fighting techniques and marine geology. This is a prime example of bad bookkeeping on my part. I loved the Cobra Eels. This was truly one of my favorite toys growing up. I'm talking about the volume one, version one. This is uh, the, the gray one with the red chest and the and the white or silver Cobra insignia on the chest. He was awesome. It came with flippers, a backpack that had a jet pack that ejected from it an air hose, a harpoon. I absolutely love the Cobra Eel. I don't know how I missed it, but everything that I can find in my records do not show that I did the Cobra Eel. So it's great. He's absolutely great. He had like the really expressive eyes that were inside of his um, face mask. And what was cool about the head of the character is that the head was the face mask with the helmet on it so that you could get that deep expressive look very visibly in the mask itself. If this was a helmet or like a mask over his face, you wouldn't be able to see his eyes. And that really shows through on the toy. And then all the stuff that you snap onto him. He was most like a a character from mask we were talking about in this episode. Now, the reason I had never done eels is because I was looking up animal counterparts. And I saw that the second version of the eels came with a robotic shark and that excites me. Now, the figure for the second Eels, it came out in 1992. The first one was 1985. The figure for the second Eels, I got to be honest, kind of sucks. It's bright yellow with a stupid-looking red visor and a blue um, undersuit. I feel like you could get away with the color scheme if the thing didn't look like just a cartoon version of a gi joe character within the universe of gi joe like if gi joe were drawing cartoons of, G- of themselves this is what they would do for a cobra character the cool thing about the second version of the eels they've got fins that actually come off the figure and that completely redeems the really really dumb looking helmet that they gave them and the fact that it does come with a robotic shark that fires a missile That's fantastic, guys. And, of course, there's robotic sharks in this episode, and we're talking all about crypto. Everything about the eels uh, says we need to talk about them. Here's the uh, file card from the secondary eels. Quote, we're the soggy saboteurs of the sea. We're cobra eels. We're wet and wild. So, cobra eels, you're so awesome on the first one, and you've got a lot of coolness on the second one if we get past the cartoonish look of you. We salute you. little debbie snack cakes
1: yeah so i i would eat those like crazy and i i swore them off for a while and just recently a couple of months ago maybe i bought a box of my favorite like the cosmic brownies with the little cans yeah, yeah 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 I had like one bite just threw the box out it's gross i can't yeah. even eat them anymore good for you're they nasty
0: yeah and it's and it's that it's it's as much the emotional thing as it is yeah. is, is any actual flavor change because they're they're still making it the same, and yeah, your taste buds was. And, and your body physiology has changed a little bit, but it's that mental. Like, it doesn't give you that Im- immediate satisfaction, right? So cut your loss and go. Yep, just yeah. get rid of it. Yeah, yeah, and that's it. and that's that's something to be said for like the video game stuff. You know, I have a real, really clear memory of playing the Superman uh, NES game that was the little. It was the Japanese game. Do you remember this? Like, they were, like, little, I guess, chibi.
1: This isn't the one where it was so bad that Superman would die from, like, a guy walking into him. Not that one.
0: Well, that's, are you talking about the Atari one?
1: No, I think it was NES. I think
0: was, that might have been it, though. I don't think it was bad, though. I actually thought it was kind of cool. It had a little bit of role-playing element to it. Like, it had a map of Metropolis, and but but it was Japanese, so it was, like, they weren't stylized, like, American superhero. They were stylized, like, squat little Japanese people. Yeah. yeah. The um. the you lost and weapons. i were just i got for christmas and i remember playing it there's this like burned memory in my head of just playing it while chris over christmas break while getting ready to go to various holiday stuff yes and that emotion is more important than the quality of the game game, game yeah. was probably garbage you're probably right probably wasn't you run into a guy and you yeah. die garbage but like there's that burn in thing in me and that's exactly it
1: yeah that 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 was the biggest thing for me uh with going back and playing old video games was like the friends aren't there. The the silly sayings that you would make up for playing the game mm-hmm. weren't a part of it anymore. It's like just playing this game by yourself or playing it with someone that you never played with before. Is just mm-hmm. kind of like, oh, wait, this game is actually not that good. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, yeah I, oh, I I, I, I get like tired of this much.
0: really quickly. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. totally. And I mean, we say all that, and yet here we are doing a Idiot. doing a a, doing a retro podcast. You know, like and and we're and we're kind of rehashing the stuff of our youth. But I think I think the differences were were kind of. Critical eyeing it, yeah. Like we're 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 dipping back and going, let's revisit and let's discuss what it meant. Not necessarily wallowing. You
1: you can still remember the things you liked, and at the same time, you can recognize the things about it that are not so good. Yes, And, and and
0: see stuff that you missed. Right. You know, like a lot of these connections that we see. Like the, I wouldn't have thought this was a War Games thing, when yeah. I, even though I'd seen War Games. I, right. I don't think my brain would have put it together. You, you notice things you wouldn't notice. I will say this. I'm going to notice this. This diversion of Destro is fantastic. I think he looks awesome. Like It's it's it, a little gaudy, but I think he looks really good.
1: He just remi- he reminds me of a guy from Mortal Kombat in this look because he, he doesn't have like the obvious rivets, and it's not like a gray, silvery color. It's mm-hmm. like a white, silvery chrome. Yeah, well, who's the Mortal Kombat guy? uh Quan Chi
0: Quan Chi okay.
1: yes he's from like the later Mortal Kombat games looks just sure, like that except he's got like marks sure on his face really after
0: you. so the Joes are um they realize that Grunt Cobra is constantly after Grunt and and that's that's what they're you know they think Cobra's trying to kill Grunt but in reality Grunt is an NPC in these kids yes. game and they're trying to I guess actually no not an NPC Grunt is technically a boss
1: yeah, Grunt is like the 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 enemy yeah, that they're attacking. Yeah. he's
0: the boss battle that these kids are trying to trying to get at, and so now they're going to send a, a motorized shark against uh, against Grunt, and that's a James Bond level. That is an amazing James, James Bond, Bond reference, right In there. In fact, that base is like that's like the Cobra base from the G.I. Joe movie. Yes, <laughs> under an ice flow. Yes. The only thing missing here is chunks of ice that sink in water. Well, what's really missing is Nemesis Enforcer, who <laughs> you just yes, can't replace, but yes. we, we know what happened to that guy. So that's Deep Six, looking like a Centurion more than he looks like a... Remember Centurions?
1: From Battlestar Galactica?
0: No, the, um, the, the toy, the Centurion's toy, they were like six-inch figures. They were a little bigger, and they had um, holes in their... They had exoskeletons, and they had, there were little holes, like Lego holes. And you would pop weaponry on them i don't remember oh, these Oh, centurions were awesome like awesome and they would the they had they a cartoon the and the gag was they lived up in a satellite or, or there was a satellite that they hung out at but then when they would have adventures on earth and when they would get in trouble they'd call the satellite they'd be like you got to beam me down my exosuit and the satellite would like, you remember uh, Jack Kirby's OMAC, the one man army corps? Yeah. Where he, the satellite would hit the normal dude. This is We're going to go to Stay commercial. We'll be right G. back. Talk more centurions. Hey, listeners, if you're anything like me, all apologies to your family. I'm just kidding. It's likely that they made you this way. No, I'm talking about that I'm always looking for more G.I. Joe content, and I think I found it. Stop what you're doing. Okay, don't stop listening to this podcast. Can't you multitask? And go to Facebook slash Special Mission Force. Brian Wilkins is curating all kinds of wonderful, nostalgic G.I. Joe content, including new pics from his fantastic Instagram page, at Special Mission Force. On his Instagram, he's taking photos of Joe's out in the wild in the real world doing stuff. For me, the two things that stand out the most are his variety of characters that he takes pictures of and like the depth of field in these pictures. It's just a wonderful job of directing focus for you. I think you really will enjoy his work. So like him on Facebook, follow him on Instagram and Twitter, and get ready for his website, specialmissionforce.com. He's a name to watch in the GHO game, so get on board now. Now back to the show. Same premise. So the satellite would beam down, and it would transport these weaponry onto the Centurions. And they had this animation that was always—it was always stock, but it was awesome. It Was like spinning around. It was like Iron Man suit, really. It's,
1: it's like the Justice League Watchtower. They have this yeah, exact same a, thing.
0: Exactly, it. Yeah, but they were—they were a little bigger scale than GI Joe guys because they had to be because the you know yeah you had to, the, you, yeah, you had had to put out. these yeah these these rigs on them. But they were great, and they had a little dog. Actually, dog kind of looked like Crypto. Nice. Yeah, and, well, all um, the best dogs do. All the best dogs do, and and that's that's what this iteration of deep six looks like he was there was one guy that was underwater there was a guy that was a pilot and then there was a guy that was land based and they would get different um configurations of their toys that's what it was so you would get like you could Config- like Legos, you could configure them to do different stuff. So they could either be a, a jeep, or so
1: like the, you could take the same guy and just put different rigs on him.
0: Exactly, It's exactly. Nice. It. Yeah. it was really cool, and the, the the cartoon was pretty awesome. Like it's the kind of thing where oh, I wouldn't mind doing a special episode of a podcast on right one, so well. Yeah, I, I don't. I need to get the episodes and kind of rehash it, but they're they're, I, they're, I they're I popular. Love
1: this on screen right now, that like GI Joe Snow Half tracks thing. Uh huh. We had that. That was one of my absolute favorite toys to play with. And it's got like the big side missiles and stuff yeah oh
0: the, snow toys are great yes I always love snow toys because you sometimes they're tracked and the combination of being both tracked and then you would occasionally have this I guess the skis, skis yeah, yeah. It, and it was always like a different combination of each and every one that came out yes. and you were like awesome and then occasionally they'd have regular wheels but the wheels would be chunkier yep and then sometimes the missiles would have skis I and feel great. And was there anything better than like Snow Job, the character who came with skis, or the guys with the snowshoes? Like, right? There was all these like ways There's, to customize. Because like,
1: I was mostly into Star Wars as a kid, and like the Snowtrooper stuff yes! was incredible. Yes, the Snowtrooper toys killed it. Yes, and although
0: I had my primary Han was the Snow Hoth Han. Yes, and I never liked that. <laughs> I always wanted a regular Han, and I just didn't have one. <laughs> like Hawthana would be behind the the wheel of the falcon and i would always be like this isn't right he he would take his 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 jacket off he wouldn't fly the falcon in this jacket come on i remember um we've been playing
1: for hours and we still i was the only one of my friends who had like an older brother it's just great
0: these kids are just destined to kill this guy (laughs) yes your older brother
1: um I was the only one who had, like, the bridge layer and all these yeah. epic, original G.I. Joe toys. So, like, oh, when yeah. we would get all together, everyone would be, like, trying to play. And I would just come in with these big G.I. Joe honking toys and just steamroll over everything. But I always used my other toys in them. So, like, mm. I would put, like, a Star Wars guy in a G.I. Joe yeah, link, yeah. Or, you know, put the Terminator driving the bridge layer, like.
0: Oh, I'd love to see. So, a few episodes back, we were talking, I was talking with Omar. We were talking about uh, a G.I. Joe Scooby-Doo crossover and what that would be. A G.I. Joe Transformers crossover would be awesome. Isn't there one? No. Not G.I. Joe Transformers. I thought there was. Sorry, Transformers. I'm sorry. Terminator. 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 A G.I. Joe Terminator? G.I. Joe Terminator would be epic. Like, yeah, where the bats, the the Cobra bats are like the predecessors to to the the eventual Terminator Terminator, and they come back in time and like...
1: You could even have... Oh, like, that would be awesome. You could make, do something crazy like Destro or Dr. Mindbender gets sucked into the computer and that makes Skynet. Yes. Skynet's like yeah. a biological do- conscience.
0: To be doct- Yeah, Dr. Venner's brainwave scanner. Yeah. They already have something like that. Yes. Amazing. Amazing. And they're,
1: then you use the BET to broadcast the signal everywhere to launch all the nukes.
0: So the Joes have to stop the BET in order to stop Skynet from going active. Don't yes. worry, kids. All and Sarah Connor... Snakes. Sarah Connor is... The mother of the future GI Joe leader, yeah. So, so John Connor actually leads the Joes in the future. Is right. what it is. That, the, Instead the, of the resistance, is G.I. Joe. yeah, yeah. The what's the name of what, Techcom a, was Techcom the, was that the name of oh, the resistance? The future, was yeah. it really? Yeah, I never knew that. I never knew they had a name. I, just I only know that resistance.
1: because there was a a little known video game where you played the future parts of the Terminator story. Oh yeah. So you played from when the war started up until they send you as Kyle Reese Conquer back
0: you to the past. Is- yeah. So, oh that's so great that's awesome it
1: was an amazing game you actually got to go hand to hand with terminators in that game really it, it couldn't go well <laughs> well you had this weapon that I called the Boomstick. it was like a night stick with an EMP charge in it so you could just beat yeah. him oh, and then stab them.
0: this is great so this is grunt Giving the PSA lesson to the kids of saying, hey, kids, you've been trying to kill me this whole episode. Well, now we know. And knowing is half the battle. <laughs> like That's what's happening right now. These kids are realizing. By the way, we've gone all this time. That, that little the that little blonde kid, that's a great mullet. Yeah. Look at the mullet on that kid. It's like early Ricky Schroeder in cartoon form. It is form. amazing. Dude, I like this Terminator idea. I like this terminator. We can revisit. We can revisit. We maybe we revisit it on Twitter or something. We, we can so, write
1: the G.I. Joe Terminator crossover.
0: Totally. So we are at that time. If you could be a member of the Joe or Cobra team, you could be Cobra. Or oh, you could be Joe.
1: Hundred percent. I'm G.I. Joe.
0: Okay. I like 100%. it. I like it. Hundred percent. Who would you be? Like what would your what would your thing be? And gotta bring crypto along.
1: I mean, I, I would be so little known fact about me. Uh, up until I turned about 18 or so, I was going to be a fighter pilot. That was my motivation in life. Awesome. So I would be a pilot. Okay. But I would have to blend it kind of Han Solo. So Crypto would be like my Chewy. Yes. And we would have some sort of two-man fighter craft where I'd be co-piloting it with Crypto. But then when I need to, just hit a button, and Crypto goes out and attacks the bad guys.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Ah, Yes. Ah. I love it. I love it. What is your code name? Oh God! So, so you're the you're the pilot dog handler.
1: Yes, pilot dog handler. My code name that I have that I use, like as my Xbox name, I've always used it for everything since I was like eight years old, is Phoenix Kid. But I don't feel like it goes with what we just created. Uh, Phoenix a, Kid Phoenix Kid Okay It was based off of My obsession with the Phoenix In the fantasy worlds And also because at the time One two three kid Was super popular in WWF So okay. I just tagged that oh, on okay. The end of it. okay Okay um, So man I don't know I think it would have to be Some sort of like uh, Some sort of like Flying Husky reference
0: The Flying Husky The Flying Husky um, Husker don't <laughs> Husker don't, <laughs> Husker don't? I got it, I got it, I got it. Um, so crypto is going to stay crypto, of course. He's going to stay crypto. He always does. But he's going to be crypto, the canine commando. Yes. Okay. I love it. The name of your ship, the plane that we're going to make, because we got to customize. Because a dog ejector seat does not exist, <laughs> but we're going to make one. Your dog ejector plane is. Are you ready for that? Yes. Are you ready for this? I hope so. You fly the dog pound. <laughs> yeah. That's I the like name it. of your plane. You fly the dog pound and your name would be, could we, I mean, could it be Sky Dog? Because I feel like you I to have a Sky reference.
1: It could be Sky Dog. It could be Sky Husk. Sky Husky. Sky Husky. Sky Husker. Husker.
0: Sky. Sky Husky just sounds like a guy that's too fat to fly. Yeah, <laughs> He's a little Sky Husky. We oh, gotta charge him I two mean, seats.
1: I, I, I could steal a name from one of my favorite video games, Captain Skyhawk.
0: Oh, yeah, Skyhawk was
1: a game. Yeah, yeah. A,
0: yeah. Um,
1: but it have to be Captain Skyhusk.
0: It would have to be Captain Skyhusk. You Captain just H- you just named it. No, Captain that's Skyhusk, it. I yeah. love it. You're Cap. Yeah, Captain Skyhusk. Yeah, because there there's not a lot of jokes, but a lot of them do have their title in their name. Yes, you know, like 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 General Hawk. You know, like it's they use it like, uh, but like Duke. He's a what is he? He's first sergeant, but he's not like first, they don't call him first sergeant. Hall. No, he's just Duke. So you could be Captain Skyhusk with Crypto the K-9 Commando, and you fly the vehicle called the Dog Pound.
1: I love it. I'm totally in. I want to see
0: this. <laughs> it's so good, so good, Joey. I'm so happy that we did this today. I know. What what'd you think of the episode?
1: Um, I, I got to admit. It, it threw me that it was like... I, I Now that I see it, I remember that they did that change with the theme song and everything. Yeah. And it, it, it threw me a bit to remember that kind of like, oh, there was like that period where G.I. Joe and Transformers kind of started to go downhill. Mm-hmm. I was sad I didn't get to see the classic theme, but I just, I love like... There was a guy. He was only in it for a flash in this episode, but he was my favorite guy. It was the black guy with the ripped clothes and the military sleeves, with the, like pockets and grenades hanging off.
0: Oh yeah, that's um um a um, heavy heavy duty. Heavy duty, yeah, yes. Heavy duty, heavy duty
1: yeah. was my favorite guy that I got. He wasn't one of the ones my brother had. He was one of the ones that I got, and that was like my cherished real GI Joe. Mm-hmm. And uh, just seeing that reminded me of like just, I'm getting that flood right now. I love with, like, it. All the stuff I used to do with these guys. That's great. I, my mom uh, is a craft person, lots of sewing. I used to steal bobbins of thread. Tie it around the banister and they would repel down the nah. stairs and fight people.
0: <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah, I can see that. That's amazing. I used to love
1: doing that stuff. That's amazing. I used to love it. Oh, My dad man. had toy trains. And he had, like, one set that he allowed us to just, like, play with and beat up. Mm -hmm. And so we would set the train around the Christmas tree, put that beater on it. They had a G.I. Joe
0: train set. Yeah. We we had one of the cars, I think. Yeah. And And it launched missiles. I've seen it sell recently. Not a terrible lot of money. Like, it's, like, in box on eBay for, I want to say, like, 100 bucks. Like, that's not a lot of money. That's awesome. For a, you know, for a 40-year-old complete yeah. yeah.
1: And so we used to fire the missiles at the bad guys... And ride the train, fight on the train, and you could crash the train because my dad was like, "Whatever, this is your set. Do yeah, what you want." Yeah, like, yeah. Just all the play sets.
0: That's awesome, dude. That's awesome. So I'm, I'm so glad we did this. Remember, listeners, go to touring the Globe. That's on Instagram, and find crypto. Reach out, tell Joey you heard him on Joe and Joe, and um, you know, just love dogs, support animals, be yes, kind, be kind absolutely. to animals. Whether whether you get them trained or not, just be kind to animals. That's really all we're asking for.
1: I mean, yeah, dogs make everything better. They so do. They do. Be cool to them. Make friends with them. You never know what they can do for you.
0: And now you Joe. And Joey is half the battle.